Hello, and welcome to episode four of the Monarch Ministries podcast. My name is Kenton Little. Um, so this is the, the fourth episode, and I've decided that every fourth episode, instead of having a guest on, um, we are going to, um, I'm going to be giving you a, a message from the scripture that, that I've been, um, you know, led to give. And so we're, we're starting at noon now. This is uh, kind of the first sort of structural change we're making to this. So um, today, um, let's just jump right in. I want to talk about the power of the present man. So if you have a Bible um, and you want to, to look along with me, I um, want you all to turn to Luke chapter 19. And we'll begin reading verse number 1 to verse 10. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him. And said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down, and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be a guest with the man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have anything taken from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, this day is salvation come under the come come to this house, for so much as he also is a son of Abraham, for the son of the of man is come to seek and save that that which is lost. And now, if you would turn to Second Corinthians chapter five, and we'll begin reading in verse number seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature; old things are passed away; behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath re reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given us to the ministry of reconciliation, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the world of reconciliation. Now and then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day and this time that we could come and spend in your word, Lord, and I pray that you would bless me and bless the words that come from my mouth, Lord. I pray that they would be your words, Lord, and I pray that the the words that I speak now would, would be um, the message that you would have to give, Lord, and I pray that the listeners would, would find something in this message, Lord, and I pray that there be any who doesn't know you who who comes across this podcast and who's able to, to listen to this I pray that they would be saved Lord and and that they would come to to know you Lord and that you would touch them through <clears throat> through this ministry Lord and I thank you for everything you've done for us Lord and I pray that you would bless us these next few moments as we teach this lesson in Jesus name amen so um most of you who are listening to this don't know me in person um, but for those of you who do know me or you know if we've talked before, you know that I'm not very tall. Um, what you may not know, um, if you don't know me in person, is that I am deathly afraid of heights. Can't stand them. I mean, like, it, it does not take a lot to, to get me afraid of heights. I have no idea how um, my older sister ever got me to go on a roller coaster. I remember I was, like, 13 years old the first time I, I went on a roller coaster. Um, 
I think the name of the thing was was the Goliath. It was the Six Flags in, I think, San Antonio. Um, and we were there with our youth group. And she, you know, gets me to go on the thing. And I'm terrified, you know, to go to this thing. And, and, and she's, you know, just waiting to, to call her dad and tell us about it. And um, we, we get on the thing and we're, we're sitting in the middle and I'm sitting next to her, scared for my life. And we go up the ramp and, and going up the ramp is always, I love roller coasters, but going up that ramp, I can't stand it. It's, it's always the worst part. And I'm like sick to my stomach. I'm like, oh, I'm going to hate this. I'm going to hate this. But, you know, I only have to do one and then I won't have to do any more is what I was thinking. We go up the ramp and then we get to the top and I'm, you know, terrified of, of the thing. And, and it's just awful and then we go down the, the the roller coaster and it was amazing i loved it um but but heights i can't stand them so my senior year of high school for my english class um we we had this assignment where where we got to pick out of like five books and and um we had to read and do reports on it and stuff and the book that i chose um was was called a separate piece by john knowles it's a really good book um about these these two boys named um gene and phineas um during world war ii and they're you know in this this boys school and they feel kind of um unaccomplished because they're not fighting in the war and um <clears throat> you know it, it kind of tells their story a little bit well there's this scene um where i believe it's phineas um it's, it's been a little while since i've read it um you know he's, he's the athletic one and, and he's um, always looking to do, you know, these these great feats of athleticism, and and Gene is the, uh, you know, book smart one, and he's a little bit more timid about, um, you know, the the athletic side of things, and so they they have this this tree over this river that they always go down to, and and swing off of, and Phineas is is the athletic one, right? So he does all these tricks off of it. Well, um, as he, he's going out of this at this tree. Um, he, he trips and falls and, and breaks his leg, um, <clears throat> out of the tree. Well, um, when we had finished the book, a, a couple of classmates and I, um, one of the assignments, or part of one of the assignments is, is we had to, uh, record like a video skit about the, um, book that we read, about a scene from the book that we read, and, and kind of tell the story of the book through that, that skit. And... Um, in order to record this video, um, I I was playing Phineas. I was the athletic one. I don't know how that happened, but I, I was the athletic one. Um, and so I had to, to jump out of the tree and break my leg. Um, I didn't actually break my leg, but we, we did actually climb and jump out of a tree. And with my um, fear of heights, this, this was no easy task for me. So we, we go to the, the playground in my neighborhood. And there's this little tree um, about 10, 15 feet tall, if that, sitting over above the, um, the, the mulch pit that they've got over there where all the playground equipment is. And I go to climb that, and we, we go to jump out of it, and I'm looking down. And the, you know, 10 or so feet that I have to jump down, it wasn't even that because I was only about halfway up the tree. I was maybe seven feet off the ground. Um, and, you know, looking down from that as, as a very short person, it, it looked like a long drop. And it was not something I wanted to do. I did not want to, to go down that drop. And so I remember <laughs> the, the longer I was up there, the more nervous I got, the funnier it was to the two guys who were recording the video with me. 
and so eventually, you know, um, I I did decide, all right, I, I do have to, to jump out of this tree. I have to, to get a good grade on this project. Um, and the only way I'm going to get a good grade on this project is if I jump out of this tree. And so I, I had the, the motivation there. Um, and the motivation became even more um, potent when the, the two classmates started coming toward me and were going to throw me out of the tree so that we could get the project finished. But, you know, it, it took me way too long to jump out of the tree because of, um, you know, my fear of heights. Now, I look at the story of Zacchaeus, who was also, like me, very short. Um, and as far as I can tell, the sycamore tree is, is far larger than the, the small little tree that I climbed above the, the uh, mulch pit. But when we read um, the story of Zacchaeus, Jesus calls him and says, make haste and come down. And Zacchaeus hurried, and, and there was no hesitation there. He came down joyfully. This man was, was a publican. He, he was a sinner. He was hated by his countrymen. He was rejected by his family. Um, he wasn't a man who was loved by the, the people in his, in his city. He wasn't loved by the people he, he was a part of. He was not an accepted um, member of, of society. He was a man who was um, likely alone with his riches. And yet, he, he heard of this man, Jesus, and he sought after Jesus. When, when the whole world rejected him, and, and not without reason, you know, Zacchaeus, the, the things that these publicans did, as, as you come to learn when, when he says, any men I've wronged, I'll return them fourfold. Um, you know, the, the, the people didn't like him, and there, there was good reason for that. But Jesus, the king of the universe, our, our God, accepted short little Zacchaeus, and, and called to him and, and told him to make haste. Zacchaeus had no problem jumping out of the tree. There was no motivation needed other than the, the love of Christ. And as soon as Zacchaeus formed a relationship with the Savior, as soon as Jesus came and, and had dinner with him, the old sinful publican man was, was unimportant. But the present man that, that Zacchaeus was, the man who had a relationship with Jesus, the man who... Um, loved God with all of his heart, all of his soul, all of his mind. The man who was allowing Jesus to establish the work of his hands and trusting in God to provide for him and forgetting his, his own sinful nature and giving his all and submitting himself to Jesus had power over his life. The, the present man who cared for Christ and, and who lived to um, serve Jesus was the one who brought him joy and the one who gave him fulfillment in his life, not um, the the old sinful man who people knew him as. So um, I want to go through a, a few points and, and talk about the, the this this power of the present man. Number one, the past man, the sinful man, needs to search for Jesus. If we look in in Luke chapter nineteen again, uh, verses two through four, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus which was the chief among publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. So it, it goes out of its way. It tells us, you know, gives us a, a character sheet about um, who Zacchaeus was. Zacchaeus was a sinner. Zacchaeus was a publican. And a man who, you know, wasn't accepted by his people, uh, a sinner who who did wrong things, um, a man who the the people did not um, see as one to um, befriend, and, and even 
You know, if we look at verse 7, when, when he goes away with Jesus, it says, And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be a guest with the man that is a sinner. Talking of Jesus going to be with, with Zacchaeus. You know, they they all know very publicly um, who Zacchaeus is. His, his reputation precedes him as being a sinner. It's a man who um, is is one who people would see as being at enmity with God. And and so this, this man who was a sinner, um, who was was on his way to hell, was in a position where he he was not loved by his community, and um, when when Jesus comes by, this isn't the man that people expect Jesus to be spending time with. They they think Jesus should be with with the Pharisees or in the synagogues or with his apostles or whoever it may be. They their expectation of who Jesus should be with is is definitely not this man. But Zacchaeus heard about Jesus. And Zacchaeus wanted to know more about Jesus, who who he was. See, he he had heard that that there's this man who was able to heal the blind and and heal deaf ears, and this man who could tell a man, "Your sins are forgiven thee." And then to to prove that he could forgive his sins, tells him to arise, take up thy bed, and walk. After he had been paralyzed and, and never walked before in his entire life, and and this man who even the Pharisees said spoke as no man had ever spoken before, and this man who turned five loaves of bread and two fishes into a meal for 5,000 people. And this man who who preached with, with such knowledge of the scripture and yet such uh, a new message and, and uh, a different way of looking at it than the Pharisees had told him, Zacchaeus heard about this man and, and heard about who Jesus was and wanted to know more and was eager to know more. He he climbs the sycamore tree because he he just wanted to see Jesus because he knew Jesus was coming this way. He just wanted to see who this man was. What did this man look like? What did this messiah look like if this man is the messiah the one who who i've heard about my whole life who's supposed to free my people and and take away the the oppression of the romans what does he look like who is this man who can make lame men walk again who can make deaf men hear who can make blind men see who is this man who can heal old ladies of their blood issues and and who who isn't afraid to to walk up to lepers and touch them and heal them you know Zacchaeus wanted to know more about who this Jesus was. Zacchaeus heard who Jesus was and 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 had a, a desire to to just just to see him. And so he climbs the sycamore tree to see Jesus, just because he was to pass that way. He he went out of his way and 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 climbs up into this tree and goes to seek after Jesus and 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 goes to meet Jesus. And then we we know Jesus calls after him. And when I look at this this story of Zacchaeus. And when when we look at the Bible, we know that that everything in the Bible is there for a reason. That the Bible is the Word of God, and all of it is there um, to help us and to be a a help to us and to show us what to do and and what not to do and to be an example for us. And we look when we look at the story of Zacchaeus, who are we? We're Zacchaeus. We are sinners. In in the world we live in, we are the the publicans. We're the sinners. We're the men who who Jesus shouldn't be spending time with. We're the ones who, um, we're, we're the reason Jesus came to earth. We, Jesus was crucified for our sins. He he was bruised for our our iniquities. And and when we you know look at him on the cross, and when we look at what happened to him, and and these things that came to pass for him, um, you know the the crucifixion that came to pass was because of our sins. And and because um, of of what we we did to him, Jesus had to to be put to death. Um, look at back in in Second Corinthians chapter five verse twenty one, for he hath made him to be sin for us, 
who knew no sin. Jesus was perfect, and he lived a perfect life. And yet, because of our sins, because of what we have done wrong, because of um, the the problems that we have caused and, and the wrongdoing we have done, because of the, the evil in our own hearts and our own nature, Jesus Christ had to be made sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And and so, we're, we're like Zacchaeus. We have sinned. Um, and and, and we, there's, there's no getting around it, um, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death, pa- death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. All of us have sinned and deserve this death. And so all of us know that we, we need um, salvation from, from this sin. We, we know, we understand that this sin causes death to us and and we know and we've heard of jesus and and we want to know more about who who this man is who can forgive us of our sins because we know and we understand that that we are not powerful enough we're not strong enough in of ourselves to to save ourselves from this sin and we have to um be saved from this but we can't do it ourselves so so what 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 can be done we we also hear about jesus and Upon hearing about this Savior, upon knowing the story of this man who came and, and died for us, we we must become saved. We we recognize this this necessity for our salvation and, and understand that um, we we cannot be cleared of our sin without salvation. And so those of us who are saved are only saved because we sought after the Savior. And those of us who are not saved must seek after the Savior to be reconciled from our sin. Romans chapter 10, um, verses 9 and 10 say that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. As we, we read in, in 2 Corinthians there, Jesus was made sin for us. And though he knew no sin, he he made the sacrifice. He, he gave up his life that we may come to salvation and that we may be presented blameless before God, that, that God would see us as righteous, that the sin that we've committed would not be imputed unto us. The wrath of God was poured out onto Jesus Christ so that our sin would, would be purified from us. And all that we have to do in order to receive that, that perfect gift that God has given to us, all that we must do to to know that, that beautiful thing that, that God has done for us is to recognize that gift in our heart and to believe in Christ for whosoever shall believe on on Christ is is saved and you know the the gravity of of our salvation is something that we can't understand um but it's something that that we must accept and and something that if we realize then we are saved and we have this this opportunity to have this perfect relationship with Christ. And so now that that we've accepted this gift, those of us who are saved, now that we've accepted this gift, we are now dwelling in the present man. You see, the present man needs to accept Jesus' inv- invitation. Um, Luke chapter 19, verse 5, And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him, saw Zacchaeus. And he said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. 
Zacchaeus was the sinner, and Zacchaeus sought after Jesus Christ, and Zacchaeus accepted Jesus Christ, and Jesus looked up and saw Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus came down out of the tree quickly and was happy to receive him in his house and was was overjoyed at the invitation that God had had given to him. Um, back to, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, verses 17 and 18. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are come new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given us to the ministry of reconciliation. You see, Jesus has has purged us from our sin and and taken our sin away from us and put it on himself that we are no longer culpable for the sin that we do. And he's invited us to have this relationship with him. And when we are saved and, and when Jesus gives us this gift, when we accept that gift, when we seek after God and believe with our heart unto salvation, something very important happens to us. See, when when God when Jesus Christ ascended into heaven, he did not leave us alone without help. He did not leave us alone without someone who could come and dwell with us and, and, and minister with us and, and teach us um, those things that, that Jesus wants us to know and, and, and guide our, us in our lives. See, he gave us the, the Holy Spirit. He gave us um, his spirit that would come and dwell with us and minister to us. Um, if we look in... In Romans chapter 8, and we'll begin reading in verse 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you, now if any man hath not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Jesus Christ left his Holy Spirit for us. And when we accept him into our heart, that spirit comes and dwells in us. And that spirit guides us and and invites itself in. And, and it is our duty and only our duty to take heed to what that spirit tells us and to allow that spirit to, to be a part of our lives. See, that that's that's the only thing that we can do in this Christian walk with Christ. That's the only thing that that we are responsible is is to allow the spirit to to guide us and to to wreck the the things that we do. Um, what what's quickly becoming one of my favorite verses is is if you look in in Psalm chapter ninety, uh, verse seventeen, it says, "And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it." See, the spirit of God is with us, and we know that our bodies, our carnal minds, to be carnally minded is to be at enmity with God. And our bodies are, are sinful. Our flesh is sinful. We, in of ourselves, are sinful, are, are sinful-minded creatures. But we're also saved. And we also have the Spirit of God dwelling with us. And God is not a sinful creature. God is one who who abhors sin and, and, and cannot have anything to do with sin and, and wants to reject sin in any in any shape that, that he sees it in and, and must be away from sin. Therefore, we understand that the spirit that dwells in us rejects sin wholeheartedly. So how can we be at odds with sin? How can we reject the sin that that our bodies are so accustomed to? It's only by taking heed to what the spirit says and, and taking heed to what God 
convicts us to, and allowing that Spirit of God to establish the work of our hands that we may do what is right in, in God's hands. We have to recognize that it's not by our own efforts, but through the hand of God that we are able to please him and do good works. You see, in this story of Zacchaeus, it wasn't until he came down and, and Jesus invited him in, or, and Jesus was invited into his house, and it wasn't until um, Zacchaeus accepted that invitation and allowed Jesus to be a part of his life that um, verse verse 8 happened in, in Luke chapter 19. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. It wasn't until Jesus came and became a part of his life and 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 was someone who, who Zacchaeus wanted to, to dwell with and someone who Zacchaeus wanted a relationship with that that God had a relationship with him. See, the past man was was gone away at this point and the present man had accepted Jesus Christ. And the new man came forth and was a part of of who Jesus was. But this new man cannot remain only... Um, the, the new man can't just, you know, it's not a one-and-done thing. We have to remain in Christ. We, we have to continue to allow Christ to establish the work of our hands. Um, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6 says that being confident of this very thing, that, w- that he which hath begun a good work and you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. See, being a Christian doesn't mean that we're perfect. Being a Christian doesn't mean that, that we will live without sin. Being saved does not mean that, that we can go our lives without sinning. But it does mean that the Spirit will dwell with us forever. It does mean that Christ will never reject us. It does mean that we are a part of the family of God. And being a part of this family means that God continues to evic- uh, convict us. And being a part of this family means that God wants us to have a good relationship with him. And having a good relationship with God means that we must um, allow him to establish the work of our hands and allow him to, to work through us and work in us. And Christ wants to work in us and, and help us to further his kingdom, to be good testimonies, to be good people, and and to, to do righteous things. But we can only do that if we submit ourselves unto God. And if we allow God to be the one who establishes the work of our hands, and if we give up our own desires and do that which God wants for us. See, Zacchaeus was a rich man, and he was accustomed to his riches. And he wanted... Um, where where he found value was in his money, and what what he worshipped before he he came to Christ was was his money and his riches. And yet, when when God was establishing the work of His hands, he he gave up those riches. And do you? I find it hard to believe that after he did that thing, it he he went back and and decided to himself. You know what? I'm I I don't want riches anymore. Um, I'm I'm done with that. I cease being rich, you know, I'm going to give away all my money for the rest of my life. You know, it wasn't something that was easy for him, even though he had Jesus, even though he he was uh, a son of God at this point, and, and he had been saved and had been given salvation. It wasn't something that Zacchaeus was eager to do, but because he allowed Christ to establish the work of his hands, it became... Um, uh, Righteousness becomes something that we want to do, and righteousness, good works, becomes something that that we love and, and find joy in. See, as Christians, as as people who have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, those good works are something that, that we do find joy in eventually, and that we do strive to love to do. And because sin becomes against our own nature, because the Spirit of God is dwelling with us, and so when we 
allow God to be a part of our lives and when we allow Jesus Christ to establish the work of our hands, when we take ear to the Holy Spirit and allow him to um, work in us and convict us and allow us to follow in what he does, when when the present man is, is totally dedicated to God, only there can us as Christians find this perfect joy that God promises on on this this planet. Only there, when we are in God's perfect will, where will we find this this joy that that God wants us to have, that God wants to share with us? Only in that perfect relationship with God, where we are hearkening to His Word and where we are communicating with Him, where we're in His Word, where we're in prayer with Him, will will we be able to receive the the fullness of the gift of joy and of salvation of the gospel that He's given to us? And so, as Christians, we we know and we understand that the old man is dead in us. We are no longer uh, enslaved to our own sin because Christ has redeemed us from that and has paid that for us, and we have believed and sought after him to it. And now, as Christians, the thing that we desire is to be close to God. And in order to be close to God, in order for the present man to be close to God, we must submit ourselves to him and allow him to establish the work of our hands. And when we allow him to establish the work of our hands, our joy is full and and Christ becomes so much fuller and, and, and more beautiful in us. And the, the natural, despicable, evil, sinful body that we once were, we, we become almost unnatural. And the things that we used to love, the things that, that we used to worship, the things that we... We're, we're part of before when when we give ourselves and submit ourselves to God they they no longer are are the driving factor of our life but but rather the relationship that we have with God is is what's important to us and that relationship that we have with God is the most precious thing that that we have on this earth let's pray Dear Heavenly Father, Lord thank you for this day and this time that you've given to us Lord and the message that that you gave us Lord I pray that through my words, and, and through the words that you gave me, people would, would come to salvation, that they would come to allow you to establish the work of their hands and, and allow you to be a part of their lives and, and allow you to become more full in them. And I pray that in, in all these things, people would, would become joyful and excited about having the relationship with you that, that you want us to have, Lord. And, and I pray that you would reach people and, and, and use these these people who who listen and and use me as well, Lord, to to spread your word and to spread your gospel, and that your word through Monarch Ministries would would spread and 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 people would would be excited about your word, Lord. I pray that people would would come to know you, and and that there would be a a revival of of Christianity in this in this country, Lord, of people who love you. I thank you for everything you've done for us, Lord, and I thank you for the the word you've given to us and the love you've shown to us, Lord. And in Jesus' name, Amen. Well, thank you for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. We will be doing this um, every fourth episode from now on, and um, I'm excited about it. Um, but as always, the link to join our Discord and to be a part of our nightly devotionals is going to be in the description below wherever you're listening to this on. And so I hope you would come and be a part of our group, and um, God bless you all, and have a great um, day.